Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. You know, we do pretty good on the things that doesn't seem to cause us a problem. Let me put it to you this way. How many could I entice you with a nice plate with a wonderfully cooked Brussels sprouts, asparagus, and uh, rutabagas? And say, come on, just eat some of this. You say, no, no, I'm not that hungry. But what if I just had some, about an inch thick smothered pork chop <laughs> with some brown gravy? You know that gravy that got the little onions floating on top of them? <laughs> and those thick mashed potatoes, that gravy just sitting down in the valley? <laughs> you know, and some of them good old mustard greens that cook just right. And some of the hot cornbread, you see the steam, steam still coming off of it. And I said, would you like a little bit of this? And then some peach cobbler over there on the side. Somebody said, hurry up, Pastor, get through preaching. I got to go eat. <laughs> so how much longer are you going to be? All right, I shouldn't have done that, huh? That's a little bit more enticing, isn't it? So the enemy knows what entices us. And that's why we have to struggle. We don't struggle with stuff that's not enticing. And that's why we have to be careful how we look at other people when they're going through something just because it's not an issue for you. That's why the church has to change this attitude toward dealing with people who are struggling. Because you're going to have your time in the barrel. And just because that's not a problem for you. You know, we're going to have to learn how to be more compassionate to people so that we can build them up when they're going through whatever they're going through. I, I, I understand why Jesus said, oh, you know, you might as well go on and forgive 70 times 7. Just learn how to forgive. Learn how to uh, uh, be uh, nice and compassionate to people who are going through and not just beat them down just because they're having some issues. Because they're struggling. They're fighting. They want to live right. And they just haven't gotten a good enough handle on it right now. And they, but they still come into church, so that means they're still trying to get it right. Where do you want them to go when they're struggling? We don't want to run them away because they're having some issues. We want them to come here. If you want to come to the altar again, just come on again. Let's pray for the same thing again. Let's keep on doing it until we can get victory over it. Because as soon as you think you got it all together, something's going to come. And shake your tree and let you know that uh, you don't have it all together. You still got some issues to work on. So he said, therefore, 
though sin is no longer reigns with us, sin don't no, no longer rule in our body, he's constantly trying to get at us. He hasn't given up on us. Though we've been delivered from the kingdom of sin, its rule, we have not been delivered from its attacks. We've been delivered from its rule, but not its attacks. You know what it does? It turns the natural instinct of our bodies into lust. It'll turn our natural appetite into indulgences. Our need for clothing and shelter, he'll turn it into materialism. Our normal sexual interest, he'll turn it into immorality. So Paul tells us to be on guard that, so that we'll not let sin reign in our bodies. Be on guard. Before we were saved, it would be senseless to tell you that. You go to a sinner. Don't let sin rule your body. He's a sinner. So he wasn't talking to sinners. He was talking to believers. Come on. You can't say to a slave, don't be living like no slave. He'll get beat down. But you can say that to somebody who's been free. Even when they, the proclamators came and read the emancipation and said to the slaves on the plantations, you've all been free. There were some who just couldn't wait for that day and they took off. There was others who said, you know, I, I, I guarantee you there were some people who took off and said they were free. And when they got out there some down the road a while and started thinking about their life and their future, they started longing for those things of the past. And some went back to the plantation and said, you know what, I'm free, but I'll stand back over here. I work for free. Just let me stay here. The past always has a way of trying to pull us back. To where we are. So what is Paul saying? He said, you know what? Just like you could tell somebody after the Emancipation Proclamation, you don't have to take that off of that man. You're, you're free. You're not a slave anymore. You can walk with your head up. You don't have to. So it takes us a while to change our mentality. You remember when, the, when God freed the Israelites from Egypt? He took them out of Egypt, but it took a long time to get Egypt out of them. They were still looking back. Moses, you brought us out here to die in the wilderness. At least in Egypt, we had some onions. I think onions? We had some leeks and garlics and onions back in Egypt, but you brought us, they forgot about the beatings and the killings and the hard work. They just thought about the things they, that they thought was going to be a benefit in their lives, and they complained to Moses. So that's the way it is in our lives. The enemy always wants us to look back and say, you know, uh, before you got saved, you can do your thing. Now that we are, in fact, dead to sin, here's what he said. You are dead to sin, whether you believe it or not. You are dead. Don't let the devil buffalo you because you're dead to sin. The dominion of sin. You don't even live in that community no more. You don't live in that neighborhood no more. You don't live under that governmental system no more. You don't live under that institution of sin anymore. So you don't have to be a slave to the sin nature to have to obey it. So the only way he can get to you is that you decide that you're going to do what he's enticing you to do. Paul is saying we can now stand up to sin and say no to it. Before we had no choice. Now we have a choice. That's freed slave he has a choice. He can go back and work for that master if he want to. But if he don't want to, he don't have to. It's his choice. 
When we sin as a Christian, we don't sin as slaves, but as individuals with the freedom of choice who decided that this is what we're going to do. We sin because we choose to. Therefore, we ought to guard our bodies so that sin does not reign in us. See, God God made provisions for our holiness, and through Christ, he's delivered us from the rule of sin so that we can now resist. The book of James says if you submit yourself to God, you can resist the devil and he will flee from you. God does not do the resisting for us. The responsibility for resisting is ours. Here's what I want to get over to you today. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter how often you've had to deal with it, I want you to get one fact in mind. You have been delivered from the dominion of sin. Now we have to deal with our own desires and our own will. And as we desire to be obedient to the Lord, we will say no to sin and yes to God. What do I do, Pastor, if I've been messing up? Well, if we mess up, we fess up. And we start over again. Some of us have to start over every day. Some of us have to start over every hour. The key and the good thing is that we're starting over. Not whether we messed up or whether we got back in the race. And here's what I want to do today. I want to join with us. I want you to join with me as we say, Lord, I understand that I am dead to sin. And I commit myself today to serve you and to walk after you. To be obedient to you and to decide that I'm going to say no at the next opportunity that come my way. And through that declaration of refusing by my own will, your strength will come alongside of me and aid me to be victorious. How many will stand with me today and say, Pastor, I might be dealing with my my emotions, my jealousy, my unforgiveness, my anger, my bitterness, my resentment, my whatever it is that we're dealing with in our lives. Here's a good time to publicly say, you know, I'm, I'm going to defeat this thing by the act of my will. Come on, somebody stand with me as we pray today. I'm going to defeat by the act of my will, whatever it is. It could just be fear or insecurity, anxiousness, worry, whatever it is that's displeasing to God. The enemy knows what it is. It could be acts of morality or acts of immorality or whatever it is, addictions or whatever it is. If you are saved, the word tells us that we are dead to sin. That means when the enemy come around and look at you, you are dead. He's just looking to see if you got any life in, in it concerning that. He's trying to see if anything is moving. And he tries some everything to see what you're going to you're going to blink or wink or your eyelids going to move or what. And he's going to wear us out until we get it right. Here's a good day to start again. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Lord. It's our desire as believers to walk upright before you. It's our desire to be holy because you are a holy God. It's our desire. You said that we ought to be holy because you are. Father, we admit that we struggle. We struggle because we're still in our humanity. We struggle because we have an adversary whose strategy is to try to defeat us. 
And Father, we're thankful for your word that encourages us because we are united with Christ and Christ has been resurrected. We too have been raised with him. He died to sin and so we too have died to sin that it no longer can rule in our bodies and our minds and our hearts. And Father, we ask you right now, God, to give us the strength with our own will and our own mind and our own mouths to say no to every opportunity that comes our way. And Father, as we say no today, you will strengthen us for tomorrow. Father, we ask you to forgive us for our frailties, for our weaknesses. We ask you to forgive us for our shortcoming. We ask you, oh God, and we by faith receive that forgiveness. You said that if we are we would confess before you, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, Lord, we commit to obey. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.